0: Welcome to the After Hours Sessions podcast. I'm your host, D-Rock, and today I'm joined by a special guest, someone who has been one of the brightest stars in the adult entertainment industry for the past decade, and is really just doing amazing work and great content, and I'm honored that she decided to come on the podcast. Give it up for the one and only Brittany Amber.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: No, no. Thank you for coming on. pleasure is all mine. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: No, awesome, awesome. So, I have to admit, uh, for a lot of people during this pandemic and the, you know, being quarantined, it was kind of mixed. Some, you know, struggled with the creativity, and others thrived. Mm -hmm. And
1: it seemed Mm -hmm. like you
0: really, uh, you really thrived with the awesome content during this this pandemic.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I actually was. Uh, for a few months, actually maybe six months or so before the pandemic was really working on my own content. So I had a pretty good head start and, you know, um, content creating and with uh, with um, my traction on the uh, different platforms and whatnot. You know, so by the time the pandemic hit, I was already, you know, my gears were already well in motion on these, um, on these different platforms. And I was already making, you know, um, good money on all of these. So when everything hit, I, it was really no transition time or anything. So I just, I was really lucky that I had that foresight.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Is there, has there, is there like a different kind of source of creativity you have to hit from doing like the work that you do on YouTube and your own content as to performing a scene with like a director and everything?
1: I'm sorry, what was that?
0: I said, is there, like, a different kind of, like, creative outlet you have to tap with, from when you're doing those scenes that you do for YouTube than mm-hmm. as compared to, like, a scene, like, which you do for uh, an adult entertainment scene with, mm-hmm. like, a director and another performer?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, when you're working for somebody else, you're doing their vision and their, creati- their creative, uh, you know... um, their project, you know, so it's, you know, obviously I I don't really have much creative, creative, um, input into somebody else's project. So, um, yeah. When, you know, when you're doing your own, then uh, I don't know, you know, at first and and it it wasn't really because I didn't have ideas, but it's just like, finding ideas for um, the different platforms because different platforms call for different kind of content. So that was just right. really only really kind of, yeah, creative struggle I had, but I'm feel like I'm always just exploding with ideas. I am literally just always have so many ideas that I, I don't even have time to produce all the <laughs> things that I have, but I have a whole huge backlog of my mind of things that need to be shot. Tons of costumes, tons of ideas, tons of crazy things. I have, laying around, tons of toys, all kinds of stuff. And also I'm actually uh, working on creating my own production company for, um, these, uh, uh, well, I have a few ideas for mini series for triple X mini series. I'm going to be put out, I'm not sure really what platform yet or how I'm going to go about it, but I am already waiting on the trademark and I already have my logo made and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I just, and then you know, it, it's like, a lot of people don't know either, but, you know, with OnlyFans, with, because I also, you know, have many vids, Pornhub, Cameo, um, and also keeping up with social media and everything. It's like, I'm working every single day and I've nice. always got, oh, I didn't even mention YouTube. I mean, also on top of editing, on top of, it is really, I've never worked more in my whole life than now, you know, and also... Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been making more money now than ever, too. So, you know, it's definitely worth it. But it, I really put in more work now than I ever have. And so when you're showing up to somebody else's set, like everything's already set up for you, you just show up and do what they want you to do and you go home. <laughs> in this case, it's not that. I do every the lighting, the camera work, the editing, the pictures, social media, everything. You know, uh, you have to come up with the ideas and the costumes and makeup, everything, everything. So <laughs>
0: it's, that's a lot
1: mm-hmm
0: no um well first congratulations on starting up the production company that's amazing that's so awesome well, thank
1: you so much I appreciate it yeah, yeah. I know I just feel like a, I, I do like I said I, I have um I actually wrote um a whole script for the whole first series but I just wish I had more time to just execute yeah. things sooner. Cause I just like, like I said I'm always just Pouring out with ideas, and I already have ideas for the next two series, and so I'm like, I already want to start writing that. But then it's like, I got to shoot a YouTube video, today and I got to edit it, and I got to do OnlyFans content, I gotta do. and I got to do also OnlyFans customs. I get tons of customs on there. um I, I just, I'm always shooting something or doing something or editing something. I literally, I never get a break.
0: Now I can imagine when you're you're taking over like you are. Yeah, that's a. That's a twenty four seven type of type of role.
1: I know. Yeah. And then having to like yeah, I said, even oh my god, even so social social I can speak social media on its own is such a hard job. I mean, especially when you start getting a lot of followers and then especially on OnlyFans with talking to people and all this stuff. I mean, it, there's always just people don't really know, but it's like I need I wish I had, I had like 10 separate bodies that would really
0: help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I need I, to clone myself
0: well let me ask you um was that a because a lot of times people you know and just from doing like a couple of podcasts I know it can be hard a lot of people are in it like like the content and the art and then the business part can be difficult was that a easy or a hard like uh transition to become like from performer to performer and a, a businesswoman
1: uh you know no, i mean not really because it, it's like gradually over the years i've i've had a website for a long time so um you know i was familiar and also like even not even having a website just you know shooting for other companies in general for so long you know you get a good idea of how things go and um you know there were some things i had to learn like i don't know i I just get in my head about stuff the way you know my ideal when i get my idea in my head and the way i want it to look and stuff so sometimes i'm hard on myself but even with when it comes to like lighting and things like that um and also here's the thing too is um back in my early 20s i did a lot of photography and so i already have that too and so that that uh, that helps a lot with um you know just shooting camera in general and you know having an eye for something you know finding something that's a, that aesthetically works you know what i mean and also with lighting too that helped hugely and also with like you know even being able to, to direct somebody to shoot me the way that i want you know what i mean so it's just it, I, i've really over the years i've been in the business over 13 years now so i've really amassed so many skills over the years and so it wasn't really a hard transition
0: that's awesome that's incredible like mm-hmm. really and and I think that's something that I kind of always see more and more with either myself or other people like you never know when the the a previous job or a, a hobby or a talent from some mm-hmm. other kind of completely different field those skills that you learn can come and help you like that's really cool that you mm-hmm. being a photographer for you know years ago is such mm-hmm. a big help for you in this industry
1: yeah, yeah. And that's only like one of the things too, because like also I've had my YouTube channel for is it four or five years now? It's or maybe it's coming up on five years. Is it somewhere? Mm-hmm. Around? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, when I started doing my YouTube channel, I had no idea how to edit, and I never asked anybody. I never took any classes, but. like in my head I'm like this isn't supposed to be like a riddle like this is supposed to be user friendly so I'm gonna jump in and like you know force myself to learn this you know that's what I did that probably took longer to do it that way but you know it's just you know it's just uh I think that that's a better way of learning just you have to just jump in head first and start doing it you know and the more you do it then you're like oh like I learned how to do this and all like this and this and this and then um yeah nowadays um what I'm going to use because I started using iMovie and then now you know um I got a new computer recently I had to teach myself a whole new program and I actually like this one better using um Adobe Premiere but I mean I just um I don't know I actually like I really like just learning all the all these things and being able to have control over it because (laughs) like for example um I do have a partner that I'll I'll, like give him some, some things to edit and I just gave him some um some content to edit for a new video that's coming out. But then I'm like, oh my God, should I just do it because like, I want it this way. And I want this and I want the music like this. And I want the voice over here. And I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I like the control a lot. And it really does motivate me.
0: So that, that kind of, so is that kind of like a, a blessing and a curse that the fact that like, you like to be so hands-on, but I know mm-hmm. sometimes like it's, it's good to kind of, um what's the word I'm looking for? Delegate responsibilities just because, like you said, you're one person. <laughs> like, is that kind of a blessing and a curse right now for uh, you? Like,
1: you know, I mean, you know, like, like i was saying though, the um, I do like it definitely. Like, what I'm saying though, is, like the transition into doing my own stuff, like this, it was actually a blessing for me just because, like, that's the way I like to do things. And also looking back on content that people have done of, with that I'm in over the years, you know, always put out like pictures that I hate or. Like, I'm just or like, they'll so, you know, they won't edit out something that you know, you think, like, why would they edit that out? Or you know, it's just like, oh, you know what I mean? Right, Sometimes absolutely. it's like they'll put out stuff that I'm not proud of at all. I'm like, and this could have been done so much better, in my opinion, you know what I mean? That's my opinion, but still, like, now I, I have complete control over that, and I do really, I very much, that's very much a blessing to me. But, um, no, the curse is that, yeah, you do have to, I can't actually clone myself, so you do have to. You know, give other people some of those responsibilities sometimes, and sometimes, and you know, there's been things that have happened recently too where people fuck up, and I get pissed off, and I'm just like, "Fuck! I wish I could do everything myself always." You know, yeah. that's why I <laughs> I know, but it's like, ah! that that parts the curse for sure.
0: Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> I I I know it just from doing podcasting. Like, it can be, you want to do everything, but then you're balancing, you know, multiple jobs, and it's just hard. So I I, mm-hmm. I can imagine like that's a lot. Now mm-hmm. from from just what I'm getting like you're such a creative and an artistic person. Like where <laughs> was that always kind of in you? Like growing up were you like that as well?
1: Um well, I I guess I mean I, I don't know. <laughs> um I don't know. Um my my whole childhood is like it's a long story, but I mean in general though I was I don't know, I guess kind of like nerdy and I didn't have many friends, but I did get good grades when I wanted to. And then I started getting into trouble and then, mm. you know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then I became a porn star. So that's how I was.
0: <laughs> No, no. So was that kind of, so when you said you like quote unquote nerdy, like what, what were some of those yeah. things that you were into?
1: Um. <laughs> I don't know. I actually was very much into reading. I, I'm just reading all kinds of things. And also um, a lot of like Goosebumps and stuff like that when I was oh, younger. Cool. I remember that was some of my favorite books when I was growing up. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also run a lot of science fairs and, um, that's really class awesome. and some, um ribbons that was yeah that was also when I was younger around the same age and that was something that was interesting to me but um yeah I don't know when I started like getting into trouble and things like that I don't know I stopped you know with I don't know those kind of interests
0: Mm. and and with which I think it's cool I I grew up reading goosebumps too so I'm right there with you. Hey man, you wear that, wear that that label proud. That's really cool. (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just like, no, I don't really like to talk about my childhood very much. But that's why I just like, I was like, "Mm." no, I got you.
0: (laughs) I got you. Now, were would you say you kind of always had a curiosity about like learning about sexuality, or were you more (laughs) like vanilla growing up? Like how. Or even into adulthood either, like...
1: Yeah, no, I definitely had a lot more, like, curiosities about sex and things like that. And then, um, I don't know, uh... God, I was still, I was still very young when I even went to the bunny ranch for the first time. And that, you know, I went... I had... (laughs) Excuse me, I'm kind of sick right now. Um, so, um... Before shooting any porn, I had worked at the Bunny Ranch about a year and a half before that, or a year or so before, and I was like nineteen, twenty when I started doing that, you know. And even, you know, years before that, you know, watching stuff like um, cat house things like that really started sparking my interest. But that's when I when I was um, nineteen, I got a job uh, at a hotel um, as an auditor, and mm-hmm. I was audit. So I worked at Excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> i chest; like not talk <laughs> but, um, I had um, a graveyard shift job from eleven to seven at night, and I would work there by myself at night. And so I get my job done. We you know within a few hours or so, um, depending on um, my workload that night. But then I would watch the late night shows on HBO, and that's when I really started getting interested in cat house and uh or i mean in the bunny ranch from the show cat house and stuff so i you know i um even the way i went about reaching out and you know getting right. into the business i really had no idea how to ever do any of this and the way i went about it was such a long shot but i don't know it worked and even <laughs> yeah no
0: that's awesome um well i guess what what drew you to 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 like like what what did you like when you were watching the show at at the hotel? You were an auditor, and you're watching Cat House. What what kind of like had you hooked as a fan?
1: Um, I well, I mean, in general, it was just a really good show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I mean, I I, I, I love the show. Yeah, I mean, I think even to these to this day, compared to other reality shows, it's so good, so interesting. The characters are interesting. Just the whole lifestyle. If you've never been around it, you know, it's like. You know, I think it just generally would be interesting to anybody, you know, something like that, that you don't have any idea about and you want to learn more. And, and also, it's like all these girls are making all this money and like running around with all these sex toys. And it's just like the sexual liberation, you know, and I'm just like, this is like, unlike anything I, I know at all, you know, and I'm really like, I don't know, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I don't know how I can do this. But um, I just really didn't know how to go about it, and so the way that um I went about it, I, I don't know. I it it was just great.
0: <laughs> no. So what was that like when like working there? Like it's a show you really enjoyed. You you kind of were like enticed and like wanted to do it. Like so, how how was that experience for that year, or year and a half working at at the, at the Bunny Ranch?
1: Uh, no, I worked there. No, I'm saying I was there about a year before I started doing porn. But I, altogether, worked there about three and a half years. Okay. And um, what you say my experience was?
0: Yeah. How was it working there?
1: Oh, uh, how was it? Uh, I mean, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I, mean, I had great times, and then I had terrible times. I mean, it was a whole of spectrum of feelings and emotions and experiences. And I'm actually glad that I did it, to be honest, because I did grow during that time more than I did at, I think, at any point in my life. And all the things that I had experienced there, you know, I don't think I'd ever take back the good and the bad. Mm. Mm.
0: Were a lot of those, like, I, you know, I guess it goes both with the highs and the lows. Were, that, mm-hmm. were they kind of like a learning curve because it was your first time, doing something in in like the industry like that or where that was it kind of a different reason why it was so up and down
1: oh well no i'm saying it just like life in general not even anything to do with the business i mean that was the first time because i like i told you i was really young when i started so that was like the first time i left my town i was from a small town i never really i never went that was the first time i ever been on a plane going there you know i just that you know so i mean like I. Experience, like literally all these things a lot of different life experiences the first time meeting all kinds of people from all over the world crazy just crazy experiences all kinds of things good and bad and uh, I don't know I mean just I, I when you ask me that it's just like a like three and a half years of floods of things so it's just so much but actually Well, um, if you go to my YouTube channel, I do have quite a few story times on there. Mm -hmm. And my YouTube channel is BrittanyAmber.TV, by the way, for anybody wondering. But I have to actually update those because I did those back when I didn't really know how to like edit very well or like shoot very good. The sound was bad in some of these, you know. Oh, my gosh. When I look back at some of my old videos, oh uh, i came such a long way. <laughs> I need to go back and redo those because I keep telling people to watch them, but then I watch them and I'm like, oh, my God, the sound is so bad. The light is bad. Everything's bad. It's edited bad. Everything. So um I should do just um, – because I've seen other YouTubers do that where they will revamp their older videos. So I right. should because I have some priceless stories from there. No, I –
0: and, and for me, I think that's really um, – I'm not trying to brown those. Like, I'm serious. Like, that's really awesome because, to me, that's such a – like, to me, the bravery and the courage because to be from a small town and never been on a plane so young and to take that chance, like, that takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage. And I give you so much credit for that, like, like to just not – I think that's the thing, you know, that that fear – you know, and don't get me wrong, fear can be good at times too, but fear holds so many of us back. And Mm -hmm. for you to, I'm sure it was nerve wracking and you didn't know what to expect, but you didn't let that stop you. I really commend you for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I think it attests to more to my just being so naive, you know, and also not having good guidance, you being, you know, um, through my childhood or anything. So I think if I was raised right and I had more uh I had more sense in my brain at the time I think I probably wouldn't have done it you <laughs> know but um but you know actually I probably would have because to make a long story short you know I like you know part of the reason why I don't like to talk about you know my child or anything is just I there you know there's been things in my past that led me to think like oh well this is something that I could definitely handle you know because I've had x y and z that happened mm-hmm. before so it's it's like, um, so I, I probably still would have done it, to be honest, because that's what I'm saying is, like, everybody in this world is all comes from different experiences, different backgrounds, different families, and so, yeah, some things aren't for some people, but some things are, and, you know, I know that people can't fathom that because they don't—they only have their one way of thinking, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the same for everybody, but. No,
0: and there's also, and I, and I totally get that, like, maybe, like, you know, you d- you didn't know but to me it's still we all have choices in life and you could have chose a different mm-hmm. way but you chose to do this like that's mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's what I'm saying I'm happy that I was you know there are actually you know a handful of things that that I did when I was young that were just because you know I was stupid and probably wasn't thinking them through but I'm actually so happy that I did them then, you know, not now. It's just like the way that life plays out is so interesting because like, for example, um, I had my daughter, I got pregnant when I was 17 and had her when I was 18. And I think like, even now, like thinking through pregnancy delivery and everything, my mind now would be like, no way. Like that is insane. (laughs) Like I wouldn't (laughs) want to go through any of that. But at the time when I was 18, I was trying to have, a completely natural birth and I was going to also, but I had to have an emergency C-section because her heart rate, heart rate was dropping and I was screaming. I was crying. I wanted so bad to have a fully natural birth. I could could not even fathom that now. Where was my mind then? You know, that's what I'm saying. My brain was something else back then. I'm a whole different person than I was back then on so many different levels.
0: (laughs) No, that's a yeah, and I think that's the truth though. Like sometimes, whether it be naive or just whatever the case, but those experiences they they happen for a reason and they lead us to that path and they make up who we are now. Like you know, and
1: yeah.
0: and that 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 journey, you know, it's 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 hard because we kind of as so many of us as people keep just wanting to look toward like the end, but we we don't take time to embrace the journey that we're on. And mm-hmm. your journey has led you to where you're at now. That's, that's really, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah,
1: no, I know. That's what I'm saying is, you know, like anybody that sits down and thinks about the way that their life is played out. It's kind of like, wow, it's so weird that this happens this way. I mean, and I know there's, there's a lot of different theories about that. Our world being assimilated reality, and that, I always think like, gosh, that's like one of the biggest the takeaways from when I sit there and think about how everything plays out. Like everything is just plays out so perfectly. It's got to be some kind of computer program or something. So crazy. Right. But I was also going to say, too, um, just side note, I don't know if you know what I mean by complete, completely natural birth, but I was meaning like no pain medication mm-hmm. or anything. I had, I had no um, epidural, none of that stuff. And I went all the way up until I was like almost actually it was 10 centimeters dilated. That's why I was so pissed because I was almost there and then they decided to do it. And then I found out later that that my that that specific doctor that I had, that was his M.O. He liked to give people if for any reason a C-section because um well a because um it's less risk of um malpractice it's it's easier on the baby and things like that but it's also they get paid more for it so uh. it's like a win-win and so um and he you know i i don't know i mean like i said i'm actually looking back i'm happy so lucky actually things went out the way that they did because <laughs> i like i said i couldn't even imagine otherwise are you kidding me oh my god how insane was i back then but yeah I don't know. <laughs> that's what I, that's who I was then.
0: No, no. So <laughs> when you go to the the ranch, like after a little, like when, when did it kind of come into your mind that go into the, the porn industry?
1: Um, well, I was there about a year and there was a girl named Jocelyn who started working there and she had been shooting movies for about six years or so. And so, um, one night, like she was, you know, she was like new and stuff, you know, so I was talking to her and I, you know, I was interested in shooting movies and I was actually interested in that even more so than working at the ranch, but that just came across, you know, that just came about easier than the other. So I was asking her about, you know, different questions about the industry and things like that. And then, um, she was telling me and also I kind of knew this too because Dennis didn't like any of the girls that worked in, um, shooting movies and, you know, worked in the porn industry to come back and talk to his girls about, um, the business and trying to get them, you know, shooting and stuff and getting, you know, cause it, you didn't want any girls leaving the ranch or whatnot. And then, um, so she was just like, yeah, if I tell you anything, you can't say anything. You don't want to get in trouble. And, um, we talked, like, a couple of hours, and then I didn't, like, obviously, like I said, like, I have no idea, and nothing, no ideas, or I don't know anybody in the industry, and I don't know anything about it, and so um, she was just like, oh, um, she was talking about her agent, and I was just like, oh, well, um, uh, well, why don't you just give um, my number to him, or vice versa, or whatever, you know, like, that's fine to me, and she was telling me I don't think he's a good agent, you know, that this, that, and the next. And I would, but I didn't know that having a good agent really mattered. I had no idea. I mean, I was also really young and stupid too. I had no idea. i was just like, well, he's an agent. He's your agent. Let's do it. (laughs) And so she's just like, yeah, okay. And then, yeah, she was right. You know, um, a lot of bad things happened in the first week, but luckily I met shy love and she saved me. And then yeah, the rest is history. But, um, I, uh, I
0: was very lucky that she found me very quickly. Mm. That's something. So that, wow. So that's really incredible. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: Now, when you, I know like you didn't know anyone, but when you started off like in, in the industry, were there other entertainers or performers that you looked at and you kind of were like, I don't want to say, I don't know if admired too strong, but you you kind of saw like, oh, I like how they do their videos or I like how they carry themselves in the business. Like were there are people when you started who you were like, yeah, I kind of want to have a career similar to them or carry myself um, the way they do.
1: Uh, well back then, um, and I wouldn't say like I wanted to carry myself in the same way. I didn't really, you know, cause I honestly, I never lived in the Valley or near it and never really, you know, like I said, I've just never really been a social person. Even when, from when I was young, I've always been kind of a loner and an outsider, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I kind of just always keep myself separate from people. But um, when I was young, used- I always get so many comparisons to Jesse Jane. I guess I did look a lot like her then, because mm. everybody was telling me when I was back then that I looked like her. And I even um, was—I shot a few scenes for her for her website. So because um, a friend of mine was. Um, the PM for Digital Playground, and then um, I did some scenes for Digital Playground, and then she hired me because I don't know if it's because the whole everyone kept saying we looked alike, but we did um like four scenes for her website together, and then I but I really liked her. She was really really nice. She was really sweet, and I'm very flattered that I got so many um that so many people thought that I looked like her. So that's (laughs) That's really cool.
0: That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll I'll say for me, from someone, I've always been fascinated being whether it's a sports fan, you know, maybe that's the reason why, or even when I, you know, I have another podcast that I do and have a co-host, or even this one, I have someone who come, you know, Hans, he's not on tonight, but he'll come on, and so I'm always fascinated about like when people have good chemistry, and -hmm. always wondering like, you know, what is it that makes those in whatever field have good chemistry so when you're working with other performers what is it that you kind of like look for or like when you want like you know when you have good chemistry with a performer like like what's something that you kind of like look and you see like yeah he or she has this kind of quality and that kind of leads to that good chemistry on air mm-hmm. on screen chemistry
1: well you know um um <sighs> Well, just generally, when I am booked to perform with somebody, it's not ever my choice. Um, It's just whoever I get booked with. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, you know, I can't sit there and be like, oh, do I like this? You know, I mean, over the years, I've met most of the people that I work with. And I do, you know, I'm somewhat familiar with them. But um, but yeah, like, I don't really look at or think about that too much or anything, because the onion doesn't really matter. It's just like showing up to work with them and then my own myths, da, da, da. it's you know honestly I mean maybe it matters for some people more than others but for me it doesn't matter
0: honestly at all okay so it doesn't so is there ever have you worked with someone who you like alright well I don't like that in a yes, 100% I've
1: worked with so many people I hate <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. that I absolutely fucking hate but I will still you'll never know
0: that's good that's impressive not yeah. everyone can pull that off <laughs>
1: i don't know yeah i guess but you know it's true but it's it's just like when you you do porn for so long it's just like it's it's just ingrained in you and you turn on the camera and it's just like you know it's just like this um like just natural thing that just i don't know you know what i mean it's just like just like anybody else who's done anything for a million years you know it's just ingrained in your soul at that point (laughs)
0: So was that natural? Whether it, like to, because some people being on a camera or like this being in front of a microphone, it's it they're not. Some are really like take to it quickly. Some have to work to it, and some just mm-hmm. hate it always. Mm-hmm. Were you pretty natural being in
1: front of a camera? Mm, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. Actually, now I'm thinking about one particular instance. But um, I actually started taking acting classes a few years in, actually about two years or so into doing movies. Cause I was like in my early 20s when I went back to college. And so I went back and I took a lot of acting classes. I know I needed it so bad. And then even afterwards, too, I started taking one on one class, one on one acting classes in this um, acting studio in Ontario. And that really helped me. And you know, what, actually, you know that did help me, but it was really just doing it over and over again. That that was really what happened because you have to, just like I was talking about with editing and anything, right. you have to just jump in and be doing it to actually learn it. You know, you can be learning things on paper all day long. But You know, what, this even attests to, like, also. Oh my God! Okay, so I <laughs> I started doing Duolingo again to learn Spanish. Okay, okay. And I, <laughs> when I was young, when um when I was in the second grade, I actually um, was, I, the school had me skip the second grade because I was, I guess, advanced, so they, instead, my mom didn't want me to skip, um, so she wanted me, uh, so my, the the other option was to have me in a bilingual class, and so, like, I learned a lot of Spanish then, but also, you know, and even I've even taken Duolingo and other, you know, like, and also, like, I know a lot of words, but then if you're not actually using it every day, it's never going to be something that just pops from your head you know i just right. come through your brain it'll always be whenever i open my mouth it's english that wants to come out you know every time so i it's just that's how it is with everything in life you know you just need the experience so i'll so honestly i don't even know if the acting classes really did anything So, i remember after even completing them too and i did a movie that i wasn't even really that satisfied with i was like God, i feel like i did all these classes and i feel like you know I, I mean, I have years now of, of uh, p- you know, work on paper here, you know, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm still not satisfied. What is it, you know, but it really is the experience, you know, and now like, when I do things, I feel I can feel when I don't like it, you know, before I even look at it on camera, I could feel the way that it's coming out of my body. And then I'm like, No, I have to redo that, you know, it's just now it's really ingrained. And that's what you need to do is keep re- repetition, just always doing it all the time. Yeah, now, now I feel good about it, but I would say it was probably a good five years or so until I was really felt good about it and felt comfortable. Like I felt like I know what I was doing and was 100% confident.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's something, did you, I, I know you said that looking back on it, the acting classes didn't really help. It was the repetition, but
1: mm-hmm. did you
0: did you enjoy the acting classes or was it just kind of mm-hmm. like a means to an end?
1: Um, no, I did, but you know, for other reasons, though, because my first acting class, we had a lot of assignments that were alike talking about your past, which, like I said, I didn't like doing, and um a lot, because her whole thing was, you know, we have to like dig in deep to see what you have to offer as an actor, you know, because you have to, like, if you're given a script or, you know, you're trying to play a character, you have to attach that character to real life experiences so that Mm -hmm. it comes out naturally. And so that's why I have to dig in and see what you have in there. And I'm just like, fuck, I cried like maybe like five or six times in this class. And, you know, there was one assignment when we had to talk about, you know, like, you know, it was like, we had to make this whole board and talk about my past. Oh my God, I'm going to cry right now and thinking about it. But she, she was, she had recommended that, um, I see this, a school counselor. And she said that, um, because I'm a student there, that I'm able to have six free, um, counseling sessions with the counselor. And so, um, I took advantage of that. And that helped me so much because I was, I, I didn't know really how, how much it was affecting me in my life. And uh I didn't there was a couple things that I was dealing with, like even an eating disorder and things like that, but I didn't know how much that was really affecting me. But I even helped with that too, because I was really just taking it out of myself mentally, you know, um, really bottling things in. I didn't really know how to even process some of the things that happened. And I didn't even really know what it, me- what it meant until I was really actually talking about it. And I was just like, Oh my God, I can't even believe that's what I was because what she was saying that my brain was doing was something called disassociation. Mm. So your brain kind of lies to yourself about your experiences. And so that was really, it was really hard to get through that, but I'm really happy that I did.
0: No. And, and it, isn't it, it's as tough, you know, and uh, definitely my, you know, I feel for you that you had to go, I'm glad that you, you, you got that help, but it's something that we're like our mind and our body, it naturally tries to protect us. So that disassociation, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. trying to like protect you from that pain or that trauma, you you lie to yourself to kind of survive, to get through day to day. Like it's, it is yeah. just, just something else though.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. Your brain kind of just does its own thing like that. Yeah. It's so weird. I know. Um, but yeah that that whole realization was just that was um, like I said at the time it was just it was hard, it was insane to get through, but then afterwards, I'm like, shit, I really needed that a lot, and then, um, oh my gosh, I mean, it was just a lot of stuff like that, and even like diction lessons too, um, even though I don't do my diction exercises anymore, which I should, but um before I had a lot of really weird speech in not a speech impediment but the way that I would say some words and even now but right now I'm sick I'm really congested and I'm just my brain's all foggy and I'm like sounding Mm -hmm. crazy so this is like (laughs) it's not a good um example you know but um (laughs) of like what my voice is but like I don't know what but when I am speaking and that's another thing too is you know when I am um doing dialogue and I can even just you know if I can catch something that you know, from my stupid normal voice and be like, oh, I have to like re say that, you know. But you know, if I'm doing my diction exercises regularly, I can speak a lot clearer, you know, quicker. And I talk, oh, excuse me, I'm burping, <laughs> but I talk yes. fast in general. And so, like, that's what really gets me all tongue tied and all like, da-da-da-da. but when I do those exercises, it slows me down so I can really enunciate my words properly. And I would usually say things like, um, like breath fixed. My sister still says that too breath fixed. You know what I'm saying? Breakfast. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, things like that, you know. Um, also, um, rear wheel. I can never could say rear wheel. That's even sometimes still hard for me, too, but there's, like, just words like that, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, in general, though, it's, you know, um, the, the thing that works the best is actually just jumping in and just doing it over and over again and messing up over and over again. That's what I wanted to avoid because, oh, back to um, <laughs> the beginning of of all of this um, that, all, all of this uh, um, uh, story about the um, oh my god, my brain. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> the, the college, school, and all that kind of stuff. What I was saying, though, one of my first experiences, though, shooting porn, that really was, like, led me to think, like, oh, shit, I really need classes, because I was like, a I didn't want to keep bombing like this. <laughs> Excuse me. I did the shoot for um, girlfriend's films. It was one of my first shoots. Oh my god! And th- so they do um, pretty heavy dialogue. I mean, I mean, comparatively to, I mean, no, no not much more than um, heavy dialogue. There has been times, but in general, um, the you know, I don't. I, are you familiar with like, girlfriend's films? Yes. Yes. Okay. So they do. So for example, like this, the scene was. Um, you know, I, I, so I was working with Raveness. You know, she mm-hmm. is. I so yeah, she, so she works with them, or she had worked with them a lot back then, you know, and she was supposed to be playing like a nun or something. And I was like um, a church girl or they do a lot of those kind of weird, like twisted stories like that, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> <laughs> so there's like really dialogue heavy and you got a lot of like acting and emotion and stuff like that. And this was my first time ever acting. And I was just... Like, shit, I didn't know what to do. I went, my brain just kind of went blank, kept going blank. I would read it and then I would just go blank. And then (laughs) there was a point too where she was asking me because the whole scene was like, she was asking me about a a situation that happened with a friend of mine that like somebody touched her in the church. And like, it it was just like this whole weird, sick, twisted story. And then she was asking me like how I felt about it and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, my mind was just blank, and then so like I was just went blank, and then I looked looked down. And I was like almost ready to start crying, and then then I was just like I can't do this. And I was, but then they were both like, Oh my god, we thought you were about to have like an Oscar winning performance right now because I was about to like because I looked down. And I was like about ready to cry, but I was oh. just like I can't do this. Oh, wow! <laughs> but they were like, you just go with it, you know? Like, see, that could have been great if you would have used that emotion and went, you know. But I was just. I was just so, like, I just remember just being, like, totally blank and just, like, a deer in the headlights, like, oh, my God, this is... Wow, wow what do I do? Wow. So, <laughs> I can't even imagine that now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was that, was that
0: like, nerves, you think?
1: Not, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I never had acted a day in my life. And so you think... I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I mean, I guess if you're, like, just the average person and you never, like, had to perform or like say dialogue or you know act in anything before you think just by looking at it like oh that's not that's something that's easy to do you know um you just say lines or whatever but uh, i don't know and that's not what it was because i was thinking in my head too like that's just what it is you know it's easy you just stand there and say what they want you to say but no it's not that and i was just like oh shit harder (laughs) than i thought what did i get myself into
0: See, I, I relate to a lot of what you're saying because I I did one acting class and I had no idea. I just kind of wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I was like, I hate, still do, but i better with it, hate speaking in front of a group. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like, all right, let me, you know, try this. And I was helping some people who were in theater. They were friends of mine. So I was doing backstage stuff. I'm like, let me see what it's like to do it. And you're right. It was very... Mm-hmm. In, in a way invasive like wanted you to get into like your deepest like darkest kind of like things and i i didn't expect it And It kind of like threw me for a loop because it was like oh this is you yeah. know in front of like eight other strangers like talking about yeah this. and i'm like is this acting class or group mm-hmm. therapy i didn't know what it was yeah but, uh, <laughs> but i did get-
1: well, well, at least you had people that were like helping you and telling you what to do i didn't even have that they were just like, do it, you know, because that's what you do in porn. Like, nobody teaches you, like, to do that. You just show up for the gig, and you're supposed to just do it. So yeah. I'm just it's like, what? what? How do you do this? I, uh. You know, I, I had really no damn idea. But um, but also, yeah, like you are saying, though, that was one thing that was also hard for me, too. And it's hard for people in general is being vulnerable, you know? Because mm-hmm. you're, like, to be vulnerable and to, like, give into it is kind of, like, you know, like, Oh, are they going to think I'm silly? Or if I give in to that, like, you know, are they going to like, you know, it's just like all the questions you have, like, are they going to accept it? Are they going to think it's dumb? Or, you know, all these kind of stuff, you know, when you're vulnerable, because when you're vulnerable, you open yourself up to that. So when the criticism comes, it's harder than when you're not vulnerable, because you're if you are not then you could just be like, oh, I can't even try Who cares? You know what I mean? But when you do try and you really put yourself out there and you don't get that reception that you want, it's, it's a lot harder. It feels, it hurts a lot, a lot worse.
0: For sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where, you know, um, for me, seeing that Brene Brown, you know, Ted talk and her talking about that and talking about, With vulnerability, yes, you do open yourself up for people to critique you and come at Mm -hmm. you or be haters. But if you're not vulnerable, you're also shutting out the chances of those Mm -hmm. positive feelings like the joy and happiness, love, all those things. Like, yeah,
1: that's where the magic is, especially with uh, acting. mm -hmm. You have to be vulnerable, you have to give it to them, you know, you have to give them what you have inside. And so, I mean, but when you do that, more likely, you know, you're, you are going to get the right reception, but it, it's, scary because if you don't, and you're putting yourself out there like that, yeah, like I said, it just hurts worse. So you're just like, ah, you know, you, the, the criticism is like a dagger into the heart and the soul.
0: Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. like society, so much of it says to like, cover up, shield, Always look strong. Always be in control. All those things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's almost like you're doing the opposite of what everything, on purpose, and sometimes not even on purpose, but tells you to to not do, which is to mm-hmm. like just you know stymie and not show yourself. So it's it is like it takes work to get there.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, it's uh, it's,
0: but that's why I think it's really I love doing like this show and and. A, it's always a good reminder for me, because even through this lens, like, it's, hey, being vulnerable, you're putting something out there, but, but Mm -hmm. B, I do always get, like, energized and, like, inspired and motivated, because it's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you are, like, through even, like, you know, putting yourself out there and trying, you know, and and killing it, being a, a person who's a businesswoman and having so many avenues and so many, like, ways and creating so much content and editing and producing, like that's that that's vulnerability right there. And that's really cool. Like, Mm -hmm. like you didn't just stay. And I always love like, and talking to people who don't just try to stay in one box. They, they just keep creating and keep evolving. Mm -hmm. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. This is actually just the best time right now for content creators. I swear. Yeah. pandemic really did help with that. And I was, like I said, I was actually working on this um, not long before the pandemic. It was only about six months or so, but that was, about just the right amount of time that I needed to start making you know, the right amount of money on there to take care of myself and be independent. And I was just like, this is amazing <laughs> because I have this kind of foresight. You know, and and I mean, there's so many different platforms. So I mean, if one thing happens with one platform, like, you know, we already seen the problems with Model Hub, which is really sad. I hope that that comes back because that was one of my main platforms. And if you guys aren't following me on Pornhub, go follow me there. And I actually just uploaded a new uh, free video on Pornhub actually right before this interview. So that is now waiting for you guys. Oh, awesome. um, Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, I love for a platform and that you know i have high rankings on there and get a lot of good views and everything but um yeah model hub last year you know at the end of last year you know took a huge hit and hopefully it comes back but i don't know And now we're talk- like only fans is talking about um you know, possibly not having, you know, any kind of adult content on there. You know, hopefully that's what happened. But the but my point being is that there's so many platforms. You can just jump from one to the other and uh, you know, and not even jump from one to the other. You can be on all of them at the same time and you know repurpose your content all across the internet everywhere. And it's just I don't know. I like and also like you said, you know, different content for different places and stuff and also for like YouTube and things like that. So hitting all these different audiences and all this different stuff, so it also helps too with the monotony of it all, too. Because I do like you know, I don't like every day I, I have to wake up and you know, shoot the same kind of shit every single day, you know. And I do like really, even though YouTube doesn't pay at all, I mean, YouTube's oh, that's a whole story for another day. Okay. Yeah, I mean, most, most most creators have a lot of gripes with YouTube, right? YouTube's awful for creators now, um, but but still, which I, which I get a lot of I've got a lot of views there. I might, I'm almost up to 100K. I'm getting there. I really want my plaque. So, please, yeah. uh, anybody watching or listening or whatever, please subscribe because I'm trying to get there. And it's like always just creeping there. Like, it's like 100 subscribers a day, you know, just like slowly. You know, <laughs>
0: like
1: 100 by 100. Like, ah! No. <laughs>
0: So, we're, well, first, where, just can you, I know you said it earlier, but say again where people can follow, because we want Brittany to get that plaque, everyone, so. Yes,
1: so BrittanyAmber.TV, BrittanyAmber.TV is my YouTube channel, um, it's spelled B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-A-M-B-E-R, I spell Brittany like I do, like Britney Spears does, <laughs> <There's> like 20 <laughs> ways to spell Brittany, I, I mean, it freaking sucks, like I always think about that too, it was such a stupid name to pick there's literally like there 20 ways to spell Britney, but it's b-r-i-t-n-e-y-a-m-b-e-r and um also my only fans is onlybrittany.com or brittanyamber.com it will take you to the same place and right now I have a free promo going on and a promo going on for my auto renew fans, which is 20% off the of customs. And we're also going to be doing a stroker giveaway for my auto renew fans very soon. But, Oh, by the way, I have my stroker out now from Cairo. Yay! Oh, cool. yeah. And it's also awesome. compatible with their VR toy, the Keon. So if you know about the, the key on, it's actually compatible with that toy, which is freaking amazing. And um, I will be in, chicago july 16th 17th and 18th for exotica oh my god this is my first convention back since the pandemic so oh cool oh cool. my god I, i've already had my first feature dancing back since the pandemic and I was, that's how i'm sick right now i'm i'm kind of i'm getting better now but um i'm still really congested in the head coughing all the time it's a freaking nightmare and i'm already gonna be traveling again so i really hope i don't get sick again but <laughs> i will see you guys there i will be <laughs> By this time I will definitely be um healthy and cold fruit. But I I also don't have COVID too. I just got tested and it's not COVID, thank God. I am also vaccinated. So okay. don't be worried to to meet me. <laughs> <laughs> um what else is going on? There's so much shit that's going on all the time. Oh my god. Um I'm also going to New Jersey and Philly. I'm gonna be dancing out there at the end of August. Um oh, also okay. that's where I'm, from. I'm Philly. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, which one, Philly or New Jersey?
0: I'm Philly. I'm from Philly.
1: Oh, Philly. Philly Tuesday. I've been saying that all. Oh, that's the only thing I'm really looking forward to is going back <laughs> to Pat's.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you're I like Pat? Pat's. Okay.
1: My, I, the, the bread's better to me. I like the bread. I know people I, say at Geno's the meat's better, but I don't know. I, I, I agree, I, but
0: I, like <laughs> I think Pat's is better than Geno's, but I, I would yeah. take – I would take Steve's or Tony Luke's over both of them. I think
1: what's the other place there. No, there's can you name a couple other ones? Cause there's one, I've only been to Philly once, and they took me to this other place. That wasn't one. like off the beaten path that, um, Oh my gosh. God, it's sort with the D I think.
0: Is it D? Uh, I'm trying to think
1: it's, it's kind of a popular place. There was a lot of people there, but it wasn't one of the ones you always hear about. Um, um. Uh, not, I guess like the roots go there too. Um.
0: Not Ishkabibbles. Not mm-mm. Chubbies, Not Stees, Not Pats. Mm. Uh. I
1: think it
0: was like an Del, Italian. Del Rossi. Yes. Del Rossi. Was it that one? Is it Del uh,
1: yeah. Rossi?
0: Del Rossi's a popular one. Yeah.
1: Okay, because I think know, it's on you know, like, the we have oh, so Ross- many. Yeah, so it's not like an Italian name, too. So yeah. I yep. think, yeah, I doubt, but that's a place that, that's a place like where the roots go and stuff like that. Is there,
0: I it's like. Think so? I believe so. <laughs> I believe there's so many
1: cheesesteak places. Roots were just here, like, or something like that. That place was actually, I love the cheese there. I would still say that Pat's has the best bread, and I am a sucker for like bread. I, uh, so yeah, that's why that still holds my number one spot yes Rest it is key. and need to have the stiff bread to hold the the, the cheese no i don't want it falling apart in my hand and i also like you know just the way that stiff bread is oh it's so good i'm, so excited. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to all these places i'm gonna get a freaking chili cheese steak from all the spots but that place though had such good uh oh my god the cheese was just so freaking amazing and the flavor of the meat too oh but it had wow. really soft bread there too though but it, okay. that doesn't even matter. Like, sometimes it doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Del Rossi's
0: is good. Ishka Bibble's. And I, I like Steve's. I, I'm a big fan of Steve's. So,
1: Steve's. Okay, I have to remember that. So, Steve's is your number one spot?
0: Steve's is kind of my favorite. I, I like Steve's. Um, And I like Tony Luke's. is kind of getting a little too popular for me. Like, a little too big for his britches. It used to be when it was low-key better. But now I'm like, whatever. But mm-hmm. Ishka Bibble is a lot of people's, like, sleeper. People really like Ishka Bibble a lot.
1: Ishka Bibble. Okay, mm-hmm. I got to remember that. That's a weird name, though. So I don't. Know. <laughs> hey, when you're when you're coming,
0: when you're coming, just you can you can message me about hey, what what's some cheesesteak spots, and I'll I'll boom. Oh yes,
1: I will. Yeah, I'll just have to text you. Yeah, uh, I'll be dancing at cheerleaders in Philly. By the way. Um, oh, I by the remember, stadiums. Uh, yeah, I've actually never danced here before. When I went to the first time I've been to Philly was to shoot this movie called The Arrangement, and it's, um a mainstream Mm. thriller it came out about a year ago so yeah you guys can actually go watch that now if you guys okay cool thriller tonight but yes um (laughs) (laughs) uh, that was fun um doing that movie by the way and also um while i'm at it i guess i can plug the other um mainstream movie i did recently too called girls guns and blood you guys can watch it now on amazon prime i think it's free on prime now actually but um yeah, that that movie was so much fun, but the the arrangement is a lot different. It's like um like a crime drama. It has like a crazy twist at the end. It's really cool. So, so. how was how was that
0: acting in a mainstream movie like that?
1: Um, it was cool. Um, Who was the the main actor again? Oh my gosh, my brain's not working right now because I'm sick. Um, oh my god, oh my god, um, oh my god, shit. Uh, oh my god. <sighs> Oh my gosh. It's okay. We can oh. we oh, should yeah, I know, I know. My brain is not serving me well right now. But um the main actor is um a pretty well-known actor. And yeah, it was interesting working with him because I've never seen this before, but he because he decided not to learn his lines, he had the PA write in huge um words on a huge cards and tape them all over the wall Like really that i I would find that to be a lot more confusing and it was they actually had to stay there for like five extra hours something like that to um appease this madness but um that's that that was that was weird but it was also snowing too uh, oh
0: you were working in the winter time in philly
1: yeah, it was really beautiful, but then when it came to driving around, I was freaking out. Oh my god, we were sliding all over the road in a van, and the guy's just like talking to me, like right to my face. And I'm like,
0: ah, no, <laughs> look at that road.
1: Ah!
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, no. Um, it's so you're coming to cheerleaders in August.
1: Um, yes, August it's the 27th and the 28th, and I think that. I don't remember if the first night is in New Jersey or if it's the second night or, but I think the first night is in Philly and the second is in New Jersey. But I'm not sure because it's still a bit of a ways out. But okay. um,
0: no, I yeah, I, threw, I will keep
1: everybody posted online, though, for sure. Yeah,
0: because I I went to cheerleaders about three years ago. Um, I was best man in a wedding and that's where we we went. That was the the evening festivities. So we went to cheerleaders that night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was really cool. So yeah. yeah,
1: good. I know I've never been there, so I'm excited. So yeah, fun.
0: no, I'll try to stop by and say what's up. Be like, hey, D Rock, remember me? Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Gotta swing by.
0: No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, and now are <laughs> you hitting? Are you just going to Chicago for Exotica? Or are you going to hit all the? I hit the uh, what? <laughs> the, uh, all the exotic Like I know there's the one in Edison, New oh. Jersey.
1: Yes, just... well, you know, I was supposed to go to the one in Jersey before the pandemic, and then, or actually, um, it, it was, well, I agreed, to, was it, uh, well, here's the thing, it was like, the pandemic hit like at the beginning of the year, and then the New Jersey one was supposed to happen in October, but mm-hmm. you know how everything just got pushed out, and it just went crazy, but, um, yeah, I was promoting that I was going to be out there and everything, and, you know, <laughs> Everything happened the way it did, and so I ended up not going, so I feel like I'm still obligated to go. <laughs> and so I, don't, I probably will be there this year. We'll just have to see how things play out because um the previous year, I said I was going to go, but then I got the feature dancing, so if something like that happens, then I won't be able to go, but otherwise yes.
0: <laughs> no, awesome, awesome. No, it's um, yeah, you stay, stay busy, stay moving I, that's awesome, that's so great.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Yes, it is
0: nice. <laughs> no, now is there, as far as the content you're creating, is there one that you're kind? I know you pro- you enjoy it all probably, but is there one mm-hmm. type of either video that you you're kind of gravitating toward more or enjoy more? Or is it all like equal?
1: Um, I am getting more into the cosplay stuff. I'm really enjoying that more recently. Because okay. yeah, I don't know, I do like um putting the outfits together, and like the way that the images come out and stuff it's always a lot more you know, especially you know you, you know you don't want like content that looks the same all the time, and so that's always right. a good way to do it, yeah, it's like always doing different costumes and different you know scenarios with the costumes and stuff, so that always keeps stuff pretty fresh,
0: that's awesome, so that kind of. Maybe and correct me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but it, it that goes with that whole photographer, like having that eye and, and that lens, and kind of putting together like what makes a great a great shot is what I'm kind of getting from that too. Like that's really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
0: No, wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. So what? What would you? Um, I guess this way to end the 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 episode. What was like? the advice you would give, I mean, it could be young ladies trying to get into the adult entertainment or just people who are trying to be content creators like yourself. Like what's, I mean, if you, if you just want to give one or if there's multiple things you want to say, but what's some advice you would give to those who kind of want to get into either adult entertainment or want to get into creating content. But like we talked about earlier, for whatever reason, there's something holding them back. Like what, what would you say to them?
1: Um, well, like, like I was even saying earlier, just to reiterate myself, you just gotta jump in it, you know. And I know at first the content's not gonna be the best. I mean, like I said, even on my YouTube channel, when you look back a couple of years, my content I feel like it's trash. Like compared to now, I'm like, ah, it's embarrassing. But um, you can see the progression. Like you can very clearly see along the way, and that's just how it goes, you know. Um, and also, like if you look at literally like any. You know any of your favorite youtubers or anything that's pretty much how it is you look at their old videos and you're like whoa you came a long way dude <laughs> um but yeah you just got to jump in that's the best learning you know the best learning tool to just do it and also yeah about getting in the industry in general i mean like i think obviously these days i mean it serves you better to do your own content but if you don't know how to do your own content you just want to get in the business you want to shoot for other people and whatnot to get a good agent like I said like I didn't know that at first like I was even saying I thought that that was like oh, who cares care so I get your agent like yeah you know it's an agent right. that's, that's definitely not the case um, definitely get a good agent so but that's
0: about it <laughs> no no and, and I, I, I love like I said not just for me but for people listening because it's that that sometimes like people get so much into that perfectionism it can kind of freeze them from trying something because they want things to be perfect. But Mm -hmm. it's, like I said, I I love hearing this because it's good reminders for me and everything. Like, you're not going to be perfect. You're going to make mistakes, but keep trying, like, keep going. Like, and that goes with anything in life, but so many times, and I, I'm not trying to sit here and be a hypocrite, Brittany. Like I, I've had to really work at that because I would just kind of overthink it and has to be just right, and so much of that, like, then I wouldn't even do something. So, like, I think that's great advice that people, you have to go and just try. And guess what? It's almost 100%. It's not going to be great. You're going to look back on it and be like, oh, man, like, man, I was was not that great when I started off. But that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, you have to start somewhere. The most important Mm -hmm. thing is that you start.
1: Yeah, that is definitely the (laughs) most important
0: thing. No, no, so... Brittany, this was really cool. I, I thank you so much.
1: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: No, so let's, cause we want to see you get that plaque, and I can't wait. then you know, on like on your social on Twitter and Instagram, I I'm gonna, I'll take like a little sliver of be like, try, be like, yeah, like <laughs> feel like we help push her over the edge. So like, yeah. where can people just give all the handles so where they can follow you? So
1: yes, yes, of course. So you know, yeah, it's Brittany Amber TV.
0: All right, all right. <laughs> That is awesome. So for the one and only, the amazing Brittany Amber, I'm D Rock. Thank you guys for listening to After Hour Sessions Podcast. Peace.
1: <laughs> Bye.
0: All right. We're we're good to go.
1: Cool. Thank you so much.